Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Hungover, and I am joined today by Travis. Not Hungover. And Tom. Bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed. We are here today to discuss the new film in the Star Wars saga, Solo, A Star Wars Story, as well as Disobedience and First Reformed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a bit about it. We'll talk about that one, too. We're going to hit it up. Before we hit it up, uh, what have you guys been up to since the last time we recorded? I went to a bachelor party last weekend. Yeah, went to a Mariners game, right? Yeah, Mariners game and then followed by Lucky Strike in Bellevue. What's that, a strip club? Nope, it is a event center. It's like a club slash like... Bowling alley? It's got to be bowling, right? Entertainment <coughs> place, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. an adult bowling pools kind of. Mm-hmm. Family fun adult. center. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the yuppies in Bellevue go. <clears throat> yep, but yeah, there's like arcade games, there's dance floors, there's bowling all that good stuff but anyways um pretty good night one of the uh members of the bachelor party won seventeen thousand dollars on you're two games. shitting me really he's a big better his family's like full of money but he bet well i, I don't know exactly how much he bet but he won fifteen thousand on the Cavs game and then he won two thousand on the mariners game Jesus. so after he found that out it was, was pretty much the night was on him yeah so it was awesome awesome <laughs> balling out jesus <laughs> yeah i had like 10 to 12 shots probably mm-hmm. all on his dime nice <laughs> yeah got home about 3 a.m took an uber from bellevue to ballard what's that really <coughs> ridiculously expensive poppy van winkle is that what you're drinking no jack daniels <laughs> 10 shots of <laughs> happy van winkle oh, happy van winkle <laughs> uh jack daniels it was good stuff though uh, hmm. sweet what about you tom i bowled as well yeah mm. oh we didn't bowl Oh, well, I bowled. <laughs> we, we danced the night away. Uh, it's becoming a new thing in my friend circle. Oh. Yeah, we've been three times in the last couple of months. I had uh, quite the uh, the reputation to live up to because the last time we bowled before yesterday, I did really, really well, like better than I've ever done in my life by a long shot. Crushed everybody. This time I came back and uh, I still won two out of three, but... Not even, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> not even in the ballpark. It was much the bowl, harder. The ballpark. What's yeah, your the ballpark. Uh, average? Average? Say. Yeah. Oh, probably like one thirty-ish. So That's what I usually get. But the night I did really well, I got two seventeen. Oh wow! Right, yeah. like out of out of this world. I got. Uh, I'd never gotten a turkey before, but I got two turkeys, and then I also got on both of those. I got the fourth one. It's called a four bagger. Wow! I didn't even know that. Never even seen Impressive. it. Impressive. <laughs> Did you bowl a lot back in the day, or are you just no. a natural talent? No, just a natural talent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, also, I think uh, we were bowling at the garage that night, and I think they might have some short lanes or something, because it just felt so much easier. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I suck at bowling. Yeah. I'm lucky if I break 100. Mm. Yeah, me too. Feels good when I do, but... You just got to be <laughs> consistent, but it's really frustrating. It's a really frustrating game. Anyway, did that uh finals watch that Cavs game you're talking about play again tonight oh well they he actually bet on a different game but it was when he was still playing the celtics oh when he was still yeah. playing when the they, celtics no, okay. lebron it's lebron versus when he, the Warriors. capital h <laughs> okay so he right most people were betting for the celtics because it was at home yeah and he got it he bet on lebron got it yeah well it's not a bad bet 
Lucky bastard. Is it fifteen thousand dollars worth? I don't know. What were the I think he had to do thing? two to one, so he put up thirty to win fifteen. Is that two to one? Is that how that works? Or no? Wait, no, that not wouldn't if make sense that. to put up. Oh, but he then well, he. The Cavs were the saying. the Celtics were the favorites. Okay, well, I mean, either way, I'm not a big better, so I don't really know how it all works. But mm. I think he had to put up more than he was going to get back in return. Oh, so then they weren't the favorites. Maybe not. Interesting. I think he had two bets going on too, or maybe multiple bets, but. Yeah. In total, he cleared 15,000. I think he bet like the score at the first half and there was like a a spread. And, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. He's got a bookie and everything. It's, yeah. Jesus he's Christ. He, he does it a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. Sports betting is now like newly legal in Jersey or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I don't remember where, but whatever. Crazy. I also met the uh, Griffin brothers from the Seahawks. Really? Shaquem and Shaquille. At, uh, at Lucky Strike. Nice. Yeah. What? Well, I knew who they were right away because their hair is like so distinct and they look like brothers, almost twins. And mm-hmm. um, they were surrounded by like, well, they weren't surrounded, but yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a the bouncer or security guard or whatever who's with them. I walked up to him. I was like, hey, can I say hi? Like, I was trying to be polite and he's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Just, just nah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I was like, I'm not going to push. And then later I was like, you know what? I'm going to try again. Oh my God. So I walk up there. I'm like, come on, man. Just let me say hi really quick. And then he was still like, nah. <laughs> but then one of them realized and he's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? And I talked to him for a second. Just saying like I was excited to see them play together on the Seahawks and mm-hmm. all that. And he's like, oh, cool. Thanks. But what were they doing? Just hanging out. They were shooting hoops at the uh, arcade section. He oh. wasn't. Uh, he wasn't trying to bowl with his one hand. Nope. <laughs> <His> special ball. <laughs> he a special you, ball for one. I mean, he he need one, one hand. hand. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know why we're pointing out his hand though. If he doesn't need it to bowl, <laughs> just because it'd be funny. It's the only thing I know about him, to be honest. Yeah. And, well, he's a football player. <coughs> Running back. No. Nope. <laughs> Linebacker. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a running back. No, they're That'd both playing defense together, so. Hmm. Well. Anyways, yeah, it's cool. It's going to be huge. That yeah. is cool. Me? Uh, been to a lot of shows. I've been to four shows since the last time we recorded. Um, I went and saw Power Trip and Sheer Mag. Oh, I bet was that was cool. fun. I tried listening to Power Trip when their most recent album came out, and they're just a little bit too intense for me. Yeah. it's uh, it's. I actually left before Power Trip. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was mostly there to see Sheer Mag, yeah, but it was cool. a Monday night, and Power Trip wasn't going on until 11.30. Jeez. So I was like, fuck that. Who so, wants to be screamed at at midnight on a Monday? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I left. What kind of band are they? Power Trip is like a crossover band. It's like a... That's like hardcore mixed with thrash metal oh they sound more like a thrash metal band like exodus or some shit like that uh i like them but i was mostly there to see sheer mag yeah uh and then friday i saw this band called cold cave they're like you guys would probably like them they're i like, listened to them they're like synthy like uh 80s goth pop type shit yeah it sounds <laughs> a little like depeche mode or something yeah yeah kind of going for that kind of vibe uh and then yesterday and the reason why i'm hungover is because i went to two shows i went to upstream music festival mm. so i could see jawbreaker for a third time in a uh, year, in a year. <laughs> yeah so i saw them again and also saw taco cat hot snakes <clears throat> 
drank a lot of alcohol. Oh, they Jericho? Is that their new album? Hot Snakes? Yeah, yes, I think it's called Jericho. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I like them. They were really good. Um, and then <clears throat> one of my old favorite bands from high school, Himza, they uh, reunited for a one-night uh, performance of their hit album, Courting Tragedy and Disaster. Hell yeah. And it was uh, pretty rad from what I remember. But uh, <laughs> I was very, very drunk. Uh, I don't really remember the Uber ride home. What was your drink of choice? Yeah. What Every, did you everything. end? Everything. Mostly whiskey, sun. but I was also doing some beer. Any blue drinks? No blue drinks. I uh, did some shots, which I usually don't no like AMS? to do. <laughs> no No AMFs. <laughs> Might as well have. Uh, oh, yeah. What's in those again? Everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like four like, shots worth of alcohol, four or five shots. It's like a bunch of syrups and yeah, good stuff. It's like a Long Island, but blue. Yeah. yeah and things, shootable. Fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah that was uh that was pretty cool but i am hurting today got a little hair with the dog though mm. bring some rolling rock don't That's worry man we're gonna carry the show <laughs> yeah we got it i might go take a nap halfway through <laughs> uh but anyway anything else you guys want to dig into before uh before we start off with our first review hmm. negatory no sweet we're good okay well let's start things off with our review of a solo a star wars story we got a clip let's listen see me again it's counting on it just didn't plan on it being so soon of course now you've got a problem big problem you happen to notice that freighter down there you know what's on it about 30 hired guns all i gotta do is give them the signal you're surrounded Okay, Solo, A Star Wars Story is directed by Ron Howard and stars Aaron. Oh, I feel a sneeze coming on. Goddamn cats. Oh. <laughs> oh all right, it's past. Uh, Aaron Aldenreich. Aaron, no, Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, no <laughs> Paul Bettany, and uh, lots of other people. Uh, the plot synopsis on this one reads, During an adventure into the criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian years before joining the Rebellion. What did you guys think of Solo, a Star Wars story? Who wants to go first? Who should begin? Um, I don't want to go first. I'll go first. <laughs> All right. So, I didn't hate the movie, but there was a lot of problems with it, and I think... Well, I had a lot of problems with it, at least. And for a Star Wars movie, I was pretty disappointed. But as like a just a regular piece of entertainment, I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, it's um, enjoyable. I hated all the like callbacks or whatever you want to call them, as far as like shedding light on how Han Solo and all of his quirks came to be. So pandery. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Really bad. <laughs> the opening was pretty cool. I was I liked the look of the city or planet that he's from. It looked kind of like a Blade Runner. Yeah, they type. went grungy. Yeah, and him just like speeding through the 
town or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's getting a <coughs> slight drive vibe in the, in the beginning. I was like, oh, where is this going? This is going to be Man amazing. behind the wheel. But then they quickly leave that planet and then it turns into a regular Star Wars movie. Um, I thought it looked good for the most part and like the creatures were cool. Um, but yeah, we can get into it some more. Hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll keep this spoiler free, but I think we should we should talk about spoilers. We'll talk about some like the pandering stuff, but uh, yeah, it was it was a fun piece of entertainment. Like I I think it would I'd say it's my least favorite of these new Star Wars movies, like by a significant chunk. Um, no lightsabers. Spoilers. No lightsabers. Oh no. Sucks. There- there was a lightsaber. Oh my God. For no fucking reason. Oh, no God. reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll circle back to that part. Um, but yeah, I. So it, the characters, like, or I guess I should say the actors, I don't. Like, how did you guys feel about Alden Ehrenreich? Because he. I didn't mind him, but I don't think he did a very good job of playing Han Solo. Like, there yeah. were flashes where it seemed like he was trying to channel, like, Harrison Ford vibes. But yeah. he just doesn't have the charisma that Harrison no. Ford has. He also really reminds me of, uh, and it didn't help that I watched Speed Racer afterward, but Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Oh. Uh, they, I think they look alike, and they both have this kind of, like, whiny, whiny, I don't know, just little runt <laughs> thing about them. Yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan of his performance. He's uh, filling big shoes. I don't. They just didn't get it right with him. Usually not. I mean, I don't really know what else you do there. I mean, he yeah. could have. I mean, there were all those rumors that they had to bring in like acting coaches because they weren't happy with like his performance. So I wonder if they were trying to get him to lean into like Harrison Ford more, and it just wasn't working. So they just kind of had him do his own thing. Yeah. Um, but. He had like a he had like two or three moments where I was like that was kind of that was kind of Han Solo-y. Yeah, but he yeah. would go in and out of it, you know. It didn't mm-hmm. seem consistent. Um but he wasn't bad. I mean, I I got used to it and it didn't like ruin the movie or anything for me, but the, I don't think anybody was particularly like egregious. No, but there, no one was great either. I mean, no. everyone's been talking about Donald Glover as Lando, but like mm-hmm. he was fine. Like I didn't, he's not in the yeah. movie that much and he just not that interesting i don't know i thought there were moments where his accent or whatever he was putting on sounded bad yeah yeah and he he also was trying to channel uh what's billy billy d williams billy d billy b or d billy williams d. okay billy b <laughs> dilly dilly uh he was trying to like he would go in and out of trying to sound like like him, like yeah. especially yeah, when they first that. introduce him, he is talking kind of slow, you know, because he kind of had this like smooth way of talking, and then he just kind of was acting like Donald Glover, like other parts of the movie, you know. So that was kind of inconsistent. I didn't think Amelia Clark was very good. I mean, she's fine, but she's not a great actress. Yeah, she was okay. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. I mean. Classic he was Woody. he was fine he was fine too i mean there's... i thought he was kind of i don't know if it was his performance or his character but i thought it was kind of bad i would think his character it was like, a bad fit i really don't didn't care about any of the characters in this movie because no. the problem with doing not even the characters cared about the characters yeah like the problem with doing <laughs> a movie about han solo is we know the conclusion to his story and we've heard 
about basically everything in this movie you know we're just seeing it on the screen so there's no like agency to the story because Mm. we know he survives it we know there's like a love interest in this movie but i mean we know he ends up with leia so it's like yeah it's like the first we've heard of yeah it's just like who who cares like i mean it was a fun movie but ultimately it was just like yeah we spent some time in the star wars universe and saw some cool stuff but it didn't really bring anything new to the table it was just kind of yeah i want to see like i want them to branch out and rather than just like doing origin stories for like characters like they're doing a boba fett movie and stuff i want to see like a completely original story set in the star wars universe Mm. which is what that's what ryan johnson's characters yeah 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 not following the the skywalker saga or whatever the fuck yeah well and this one's supposed to be considered canon right yeah but it doesn't really feel like canon like sure it has characters that are no it doesn't feel like canon at all but it just feels like this separate thing that's just like calling back bad fan fiction yeah (laughs) yeah so that that stuff was frustrating but i mean there's some standout um like action sequences that were kind of cool the train yeah. sequence in the particular castle run was pretty sweet yeah the castle mm-hmm. run was cool but again i mean of course look good i mean i don't think either those were probably boring. the two like biggest or coolest action sequences in the movie but i didn't think they were that great like they're not as they don't stand out as like anything that's in like the last jedi right so yeah yeah it was entertaining but no real highs close. in this movie not even close to that <laughs> silent crash sequence i know right <laughs> oh my gosh so good um so that was kind of frustrating but you know i mean i i enjoyed myself i don't think it was a terrible movie it's there it's problematic which i think we can get to in spoilers it's no deadpool 2 that's for sure <laughs> jesus <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was kind of bad yeah okay. yeah like even as an action film not terrible not like atrocious but un like below par you know Be- worse than mediocre i don't know what the next fa- stage down is there's got to be a word for it yeah i thought it was paced pretty well because it was like oh what piece after it was set so piece after boring set piece. No, no, no i think it was paced well but you didn't care enough about the character so it brought well, it anything down and level. it was just like so random like i remember about a third way third of the way through the movie or maybe halfway I was just sort of checking in with myself, like, where the fuck is this story going? Like, I do not care, and I don't know what we're trying to accomplish or anything. Yeah. It just sort of goes from here to there to some planet to another planet, and I'm, like, just along for the ride, but it's not a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. and the climax finale wasn't that spectacular either. It was no. kind of lame. I mean, they and tried I didn't to, think like... it looked that great. I mean, the train, the train scene looks good. It has little moments, but... Uh, there was some stuff that looked good in it, especially at the start, like just like the lighting of some scenes when they were down like those caverns and there's like it's like a blue kind of like hue with yeah. smoke and stuff like. I but thought, like the war, there's a scene where he's in war. It looked it, like it was super of, muddy. It looked it looked and, they, <laughs> and, and nothing, you couldn't see anything that was actually happening. And it's just sort of like bombs were sort of going off. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you just, you look at the other Star Wars movies and you got a location like in the last one with the red sand and everything. It's like, I don't know, pick something like that. You got the whole fucking universe to work with. You can pick whatever you want for this planet to look like. Yeah. And you pick some dingy, dirty, muddy, you know, shithole planet. It's just like, <laughs> at least make the movie like eye candy. I don't know. I just, I thought they could have done a lot better. Yeah, they definitely could have. Um, they also... 
as far as like what where the plot of the movie ends up going we'll get into it more in spoilers but they do some things with amelia clark's character that were just like annoying like, it was trying to surprise you but it like wouldn't commit and it just kept yeah it was like trying to like confused character <laughs> yeah you have to go through so much of that it's a whole movie mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that that stuff was frustrating and i would agree that it's 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 fast paced but i did find myself kind of getting bored yeah. towards the middle of the movie it's also too long like it's, it's like two hours so and 15 long. minutes like it makes sense that the last jedi is two and a half hours yeah because a ton happened to it you know <laughs> this is just like i was being tortured yeah no it definitely could have been shorter and it did feel kind of pointless and i was even like the last three minutes i'm like okay we know how this ends go 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 yeah just finish it and it wasn't very funny like you would think with it being like this like fun space romp with the character who's this kind of like sarcastic like rogue that it would be funnier and it just it wasn't like the last jedi was funnier than this yeah so that was kind of a bummer most I don't recall any humor being like outright offensive or anything, but I don't remember mm-hmm. much landing either. It just it didn't even seem like it tried very like it was it wasn't really going for humor, which I was I was kind of surprised. Yeah, you know? it just I don't know it just didn't feel like it really had an identity in the way that even Rogue One had an identity. Yeah, totally. And you know mm-hmm. that may be because like Ron Howard had to come in. Like yeah. they I think I've heard that he he shot like seventy percent of what we see, so there's probably like. I can't, there's nothing I can point to uh, that I'm like, oh yeah, that was probably Lord and Miller. That's that's what they did, you know. Like it, yeah. it feels like a cohesive film. It just like you said doesn't really have a, an identity. It's just yeah. kind of those are all of Ron Howard's films. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like there are glimpses of what I wanted the movie to be, and it just never develops. Like there's a scene toward the end. I think it's in the trailer. Uh, it's just a shot of Amelia Clark's face. What's her name? Kaz, Kaz something. Kira. Kira kara's face and she's in a spaceship and the light is just sort of like a letterbox across her eyes and it looks awesome right and it has this this great just sort of palpable feeling to it and like that's what i want to see in a star wars movie right that that just sort of uh encapsulated it for me but you don't get that feeling for throughout 99 percent of this movie yeah yeah probably what did you guys think of uh the new droid l3 i actually liked her i, th- I didn't i, just, I, I, annoying I think me. nobody yeah. would like her but for me i i was having i was having more fun with that droid than i was with the rest of the movie so yeah i guess it was fun it just it felt out of not place hard to do, no. <laughs> not hard to do. i mean we are kind of in a rhythm now right where the droid is the i mean i guess they've always been comedic relief but I don't know, just with Rogue One and everything, it's like, okay, we have to have a droid, and it has to be ridiculous. Yeah, I like the the one in, in Rogue One, though. Yeah. Like a, a quirky droid. Didn't, uh, who did the, was it Alan uh, Tudyk? Did he do the, the voice of the droid in, in Rogue One? I think he did. I think so. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was just kind of annoying. It, it fell out of place in, in the Star Wars universe. Like, Yeah, that's fair. And toward the end, it escalates and there's just so much droid happening yeah and we're also like expected to care yeah. about what happens with the droid and i do not give a fuck no so that moment but i i like i just like the like there's a uh conversation between the droid and amelia clark that i thought was pretty funny yeah it wasn't terrible it was just i don't know it didn't the droid didn't work for me um it's no c3po yeah or bb8 yeah or r2 
<laughs> That's the gold standard right there. Those three. Yeah. Anything less. R2 is the gold standard. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else is just a silver medalist. <laughs> uh, okay. Any other uh, general impressions you guys want to say mm. before we uh, give our stars and get into spoilers? Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, uh, I don't remember the score at all. It was pretty generic Star Wars stuff, but nothing really stood out to me as anything I, like, I don't know. I don't, it didn't really stand out as anything like epic or memorable. No, if, I mean, it felt, it was good. It felt like it is fitting for the mm-hmm. Star Wars score. But yeah. I mean, I, there hasn't really been anything in any of these new Star Wars movies as far as the score goes that like is super memorable it's yeah, good in the it's just moment. like rehashing the original yeah but you know there's no there's no like iconic like there's no like vader's theme or like the the main star wars yeah. theme like there's nothing on that level that really sticks out because it's just oh all the new stuff is good I but do it's like kind of overshadowed little theme yeah ray's theme is good yeah, a little but... like you know <laughs> yeah fiddle to <laughs> she has a theme i haven't even noticed yeah it's when she's training dog Mm. Yeah, and it was also in the Force Awakens too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're when we're like when we meet her on when the on her to, planet to feel it a little bit. So anyway, okay, uh, let's do some star ratings. It's gonna be at three. Oh, I was gonna ask if the stars are gonna align. Oh, three point five. Three, two point five. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of in a line. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into spoilers. So if you have not seen Solo, uh, go ahead and look at the show notes and skip ahead. Uh, let's talk pandering bullshit. Uh, the most egregious, the one that annoyed Least the favorite. fuck out of me, <laughs> was uh, how, how he got his name. name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That was terrible. That was so bad. So terrible. And it doesn't even make sense because... So he gets his name because he's signing up for like the the Imperial army or whatever yeah and they uh he asks his name and he says oh han and he's like last name and then he just like kind of he like doesn't say anything he's like oh i don't i don't have a, a family or something and he was like hmm han solo like fuck you <laughs> that was the worst because then later in the movie i don't remember which character but someone was talking to him about his his relationship with his father and he was mm. like oh i don't really remember him he like he, but he was in his life at one point, so he had family. It's not like he was just born on Corellia and yeah. like, never had people in his life. Like He would have a surname. Yeah. Like, that was stupid. Well, it kind of um, just like discredits the character, because I feel like Han Solo is a cool name, and you can kind of put two and two together without it being explained, but then we have this like just pointless sequence that just spells it out for you and um, if that's the origin of his name like writing that's on the wall you a know? pretty lame way to get a name <laughs> yeah totally uh so i didn't mind the dice i kind of liked the dice throughout the movie but is that also is that in the, the older movies the classic movies Does it always is have those? but it's not it wasn't really like a thing that i remember like they brought it into the last jedi mm. which worked it worked in that but now they're just like trying to make the dice a thing and it's just like they pass it back and forth and but what was weird is like in the like last jedi it was almost like the dice were a thing between leia and han but now like this movie makes it it's like a thing between him and kira or yeah it's just a, so like yeah you would you th- it kind of removes not removes it, it lessens the impact 
because like you find out like mm. it just takes so it doesn't obviously it doesn't take away from the moment in the last jedi because it happened first but the fact that we find out that he's always had these dice you know and then he just like gave it to this girl and then she gave it back you know it's just like ugh, i don't really know what i'm trying to say there but i get what you're trying to say that was it makes his stupid. relationship with leia feel less special right right because he just he just gives this to any like space gag that he's like banging at the time <laughs> like <laughs> uh they didn't really have any chemistry either in the movie kira and uh and no Han. not really so that was a bummer. Yeah. um other how about the blaster i didn't mind the blaster that was the blaster was fine how about the millennium falcon so it was cool getting to see like oh, the blaster was not fine. Well, oh, it wasn't the because they could have just thrown the gun to him and then cutscene, but they had to do like a specific shot that like zooms in on like the shot was just the blaster. Like, hey, everyone, look, mm-hmm. here's his gun. Yeah, <laughs> like him. I feel like if we just saw Woody Harrelson's character toss it to him, we would have all been like, oh, that's his blaster. That's how he got it. But then they take it one step further and do like an extra shot just of it. It's mm-hmm. like we're not that dumb. Like mm-hmm. we got. It. Um, but yeah, that was most of these. Most of those were like the major problems I have with the movie, just because it feels completely pointless. Um, but yeah, the, the one I also hated was uh, how Chewie's nickname came to be. Yeah, that gotta was give terrible. You a nickname. It's like just oh the writing. God. The I'm writing was so bad. Every yeah. time. So the dumb. writing was so so bad and the, these examples that we've given with the names are like perfect perfect little snapshots of whoever the fuck was just sitting at their desk and being like i don't care well it was <laughs> it was written by uh lawrence kasdan and his son so i mean he's, he's well, the his one son who... sucks yes it's just <laughs> fucking super terrible. corny well i heard that uh kasdan's son was the one who pitched the whole like name origin to Catherine Kennedy or is that her name? Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and that's like kind of what sold them on the movie, which blows my mind. Cause that just doesn't seem like a very big sell to me. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> origin know. of his name. I guess like, they just let's do it. Dollar signs. I guess probably pretty easy to sell that movie, right? I just don't get what those references are for. Like, I feel like, dedicated star wars fans would hate those and that's who they're for right i mean so uh, <laughs> i don't know there's a new audience of star wars fans now a whole new world of them unless they're just like talking points for like casual moviegoers after the movie like oh hey did you see how he got his blast yeah like, yeah pretty cool right <laughs> no i think so when we when we reviewed <laughs> i love travis's impersonation of the average moviegoer <laughs> <laughs> um, when we reviewed the last jedi i uh i had mentioned that i'm friends with this guy on facebook who who fucking hated the last jedi he said it was the worst movie he's ever seen F- completely hated every aspect of it that same guy fucking loved this movie Wrong. and he said this was a movie for real star wars fans so to your point about who actually likes that shit that guy likes okay that shit. people who don't like last jedi he fucking loved it <laughs> And, uh, oh, so, uh, the other thing we should talk about, uh, fucking Darth Maul yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which that confused. Were you guys confused by that? I was pretty confused. N- not really. Cause the timeline doesn't make any sense. Does it not? 
Well, because uh, in, if we're just talking in the movies. Oh, nerds were confused. Yeah. Normal people were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No. No. Well, the <laughs> I would say, the yeah. <laughs> oh, nerds knew what was going on? Darth Maul. You're talking about a timeline that I'm vague, just barely aware of. So this, so. Just let him. Darth Maul <laughs> is in uh, Phantom one. Menace. Yeah. Which is the beginning of like the saga, right? Uh, so gets cut in he half. gets cut in <laughs> half, and you think he's dead. You never see Darth Maul again after that. This movie takes place between Episode three and four, so it's after that, and Darth Maul's in it. Yeah, because those are the the prequels. So yes, the in, timeline. In we first see Han in Episode four. We only see oh. Darth Maul in Episode one. Uh, wow. Yeah, I just rolled right past that. Like. <laughs> That makes sense. So, Better go to Naboo. <laughs> <laughs> so the the nerds like it. So Han Solo's really old. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die. So obviously he didn't die because he's in the movie. Darth but Maul. We, if you, it's, yes. he, he's in um, like the the animated show, like uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, one of the two. Is he a hologram in anything else other than Episode One? Because I know you see him as like a hologram first, and then you see him actually appear in the movie. But is he a hologram in two or three at all? No. no? uh -uh. Okay. No. So if we're just talking the movies, if you didn't have any other background, you would think that he was fucking dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But (coughs) I guess they like in the the, whatever this uh, uh, animated show is, I guess they like found him and he has like robotic legs so he's still like alive oh when he stands up you can kind of tell that he has robot legs i was confused by that treatment yeah yeah so but we didn't know that so that's why it's a lot of people were super confused like wait what the fuck is darth maul doing here i thought he was dead Mm. uh but you meant you alluded to this earlier a lightsaber for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. he just like turns his lightsaber on in the hologram and then that's it like turns it on and then turns it off was that just to show that like, that's his sign off i guess ready to fight or like he's just like badass I am. see you later remember how cool his lightsaber was <laughs> it's his version of over and out it's like the guy from grandma's boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that was super annoying so is there a uh i'm, I'm becoming vaguely aware of like a cult of darth maul super fans who think he's this shit people fucking love darth maul i mean he's cool i, I mean yeah when episode one came out that was like yeah blowing people's minds mind but then he dies <laughs> i thought everybody just sort of moved on but i guess they were just still really clinging to the monster and yeah. that was such a bad movie in general it's hard it's, it's strange to me that he has it has its moments he's carried <laughs> on but i would love to see him in another movie yeah well, oh I'm yeah sure he'll be back We'll get the spinoff. It's Boba Fett <laughs> and him probably like hang out, get beers. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they, they should do a, like a rom-com. Buddy cop. <laughs> they leave it open, open to do another movie. I mean, when this movie ends, he, they basically are like, oh, we're going to go work for this gangster on a tattooing. And it's like, or maybe not tattooing, but it, it's a job of the hut. Yeah. yeah talking about, you know? So they could do another solo spinoff. I really hope not. I want them, to, if they're going to do more Han Solo movies, like, give us something that we don't already know about. Like, we know he spent time on that planet with Jabba. We don't need to see it. We knew he completed the Kessel yeah, Run in 12 parsecs. boxes of, like, the mythology of Han Solo. 
Yeah, there was nothing new. We were just basically being shown things we already knew about his character. And he doesn't really have, like, an arc or anything. At the beginning of the movie, he is basically the same guy, just Han Solo, you know? Like, yeah, he it's not just like... picks up little things from the people he meets, like the gunslinging attitude and <clears throat> uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I did not like was how Chewbacca and Han Solo came to be. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that, actually. I didn't. You didn't like the, his, like, their origin, basically? So yeah. Chewie was just, like, chained up in a pit? You didn't like... I thought well, it was... Okay, so what bothered me was that he started speaking. What is the language? Wookie. Wookie? Yeah. Did he ever speak Wookie in previous movies? He didn't speak Wookie, but he could understand it. See, I just feel like that's dumb. Like he never spoke it in any of the old movies, but then in this one, he he speaks it. Yeah, and he should have just spoke heard it again. Chewbacca say something and responded in English like he always does. Yeah, I it agree. Just, it just seemed weird, and I've always seen Chewbacca as like harmless like not an, a monster or like yeah, a creature even though he, he is, was eating people down but there. yeah he was like <laughs> in the movie it's like he's a monster and then han solo like turns him into like this like tamed pet or animal almost yeah it was well, i weird. think it was more that he was just like starving you know well yeah but i don't know i just it seemed weird and also if han or chewbacca's character design this looked kind of weird it looked like taller and skinnier than normal. well it was someone it's not uh the same guy in the costume uh, the one who's been chewbacca and everything else a little more lanky yeah i mean it makes sense because he's supposed to be younger but we also find out he's 190 years old so i mean there's maybe what like five to ten years in between solo this is when it gets and a new hope <laughs> so it's not like he, he like grew into an adult in that time yeah because he's already fucking old no no baby chewy <laughs> i don't know i think i i didn't really mind how they came to be i just didn't like that group of outlaws that they were hanging out with so i thought that was lame yeah. and i thought that the uh the whole war planet was lame so uh, both of the bookends were problematic yeah for i me enjoying i that guess origin. like just watching the other movies and their interactions you just accept their friendship and like They've always been best buds. But then, like, seeing the origin of it, it's like, how did they be? I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. It, it's all stupid. <laughs> 2.5. Yeah. Bring it down. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to this? Um, it's really not that interesting. Oh, uh, well, I was going to mention uh, what they end up doing with Kira's character. Because she flips, like, five times at the end of the movie. You think... Oh, she's going to help Han. Oh, mm. no, she's actually going to help uh, whatever the the bad guy's name is. I can't remember his name. Paul Bettany plays him. Um, she just keeps flipping back and forth, and you're supposed to be like, oh, she's she's a good guy. I don't know if she's a bad guy. Ultimately, she ends up, I, I guess, betraying Han. Like, she saves him, but she was just doing it to put herself in a position where she can basically uh, replace yeah. that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole half-star drop for me just for that one moment in the in the last little fight where paul bettany is about to like attack um han solo and then she steps in the way to put her weapon to han solo's neck and then she stabs fucking paul bettany doesn't make any sense it's one of those things that is just like you've seen in so many different movies where it just it accomplishes nothing 
It's just to fuck with the audience. Yeah. 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 When she's so conflicted, but they don't do much in the movie to really reflect that. Like Anakin does a good job of like showing his conflicted self with the light and the dark, but she just kept flipping back and forth just for, well, (laughs) no, you know what I mean? Like the stuff going on within the movie, but with her character, it was almost just like flavor of the week. Like, how do I feel right now? (laughs) "Eh, I'm going to go to the dark. Like there was no like background to it. Like, I don't know. And speaking of ball, Ball Petney. <laughs> Ball Petney. <laughs> Paul Petney. Mm-hmm. His character was lame. Like, even the look of him. Like, so generic. Like, a generic villain. Businessman. A black suit with some, like, what, like, scars on his sunburn face. scars. <laughs> and his little, like, dagger things. Like, yeah, those were kind of lame. Both. All his entire character just so lame. I thought he. I thought his performance was decent. Though. His performance was good, but he could have looked a, lame a little cooler. Or, yeah. like. Again, we have this infinite universe of yes. creatures and planets, and yet we go That's with the I'm most saying. generic, like... God, have a... You know... <laughs> have some balls? Some fucking creativity. <laughs> the yeah. whole universe. You have the ex- an excuse to put whatever the fuck you want into this movie. And we'll believe it, oh too. Oh, my God. <laughs> People rolled with a giant slug man. Yeah. You know? Come on. I don't know. Make him, look like a, make him look like a praying mantis with a rocket launcher on his shoulder. That's way more, more yeah, interesting. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> you should pitch that to Captain that's Kennedy. What, <laughs> what I should pitch is that's the first thing I thought of. All right? And you hired this guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Kind of a disappointment, though, ultimately. Yeah. I hope we see better from these spinoffs. All right. Anything else before we move on to our next review? No, let's do it. Tom, you're good, too? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Got a little precarious mic situation going on there. Okay. Uh, we are going to move on to our next review. We are going to be talking about disobedience. We got another clip. Let's listen in. We saw your photos in a magazine. Mm. Yeah, it was the, the pictures of the twins that you showed us. But they, they called you Ronnie Curtis. That's my professional name. What was wrong with your real name? Krushka, you should be proud of it. Artists change their names sometimes, don't they, Moshe? That's right, for Yeah. Well. Women. Women change their names every day. They take their husband's names and their own history is gone. Don't they? What are you talking about, gone? Not gone? Yes. <laughs> They do. Mm. All right. So, Disobedience is the new film from Sebastian Lelio, who uh, directed uh, A Fantastic Woman, which won oh. uh, Best uh, Foreign you knew Language that, Tom. Film. I didn't even know that. That's why you were excited to see it. No. Yep. That's not why. Tell us why. The Rachels. Doing a particular thing? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so uh, I just pl- like them. Okay. They're, they are both great. We're talking about Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams, who star in the film. Uh, plot synopsis reads, A woman returns to the community that shunned her for her attraction to a childhood friend. Once back, their passions reignite as they explore the boundaries of faith and sexuality. Tom didn't get a chance to see this one, but Travis and I did. What did you think of Disobedience, Travis? I liked it a lot. The, after seeing it, I was I knew I liked it, but I didn't know if I really liked it. But after mm. talking to Matt and shedding some things, 
Tears. Shedding some light on some things. <laughs> uh, I liked it a little bit more. It really brought the uh, ending and everything together. But okay. the main takeaway would be the two performances and their chemistry on screen. There's a pretty, I don't know how we want to define this, but there's a sex scene in the movie that's, I'll just say, very well done. <laughs> right? We can get into it a little bit more later. Um, at first I was a little nervous because it started out in a church and like the rabbi, you know, doing his thing. And I was like, oh no, two hours. That was a great speech. Two hours of this. Yes, it was. Um, and then I was also kind of confused on where the story was going because I didn't really know much of the plot going into the movie and they don't really do much to explain what's going on. You kind of just like pick up on what the characters are saying, but like, I didn't even know the relationships or like where it was going to go. And I was just like, so confused. Like, is this guy, her brother, like what is their relationship? Like the two girls I I was. So it's how a movie was confused. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) I I feel like other movies, it would be spelling that out quite sooner or like have more explicit dialogue that like, Oh, Hey brother below. Yeah. (laughs) You just, you just kind of figure it out. So there's really no exposition. Like, you don't even know. So the, the basically the movie kicks off because uh, Rachel Weiss's father dies. That's how the movie starts. But we don't know that's her father. So she it, it, after he dies, it switches to uh, she lives in New York. So she gets a phone call or no, someone comes to see her. We don't see that. So basically the way... So you see this man giving the speech. He's a rabbi. And then he dies. Then we cut to Rachel Weiss in New York City. And she's a fashion photographer. or uh, She's a photographer. And... Uh, what year is this? Is it... I think it's modern present. day. It's yeah. present, yeah. Uh, she's taking pictures. And someone that works for her is like, Hey, there's someone that you need to talk to right now. We don't see her talk to anybody, right? Doesn't it just cut to her like being sad, basically? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so we we are meant to assume that, oh, she must have gotten the news that that guy died. That must have been her father, you know? And then she goes back home and visits, but we don't, like Travis was saying, we don't really know what her relation is to these people. Yeah. So you figure it out. The movie yeah. does a really good job of just, like, making this stuff happen organically yeah like the movie feels really uh it's interesting in that way because it's uh it's there's really still like anything fly on the wall you. like yeah i'm mainly just teasing because we keep seeing movies with a certain somebody i will not name who you have to explain this is how movies work like if you have a question they know like, it will be explained <laughs> in the next probably three minutes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um so yeah that that stuff was really cool um but definitely the performances are, are where it's at they're both yeah they're both incredible uh rachel wise just like she she's so expressive like she just does so much with her eyes and with her face you know like she's she, great she just like carries or you can tell she just carries around like a lot of a weight was like weighs heavy on her you know what i mean like she yeah. just, you can just see it in the way she carries herself around uh and then, yeah, she has really good chemistry with Rachel McAdams, who I don't know if I would say she steals the show, but she, by the end of the movie, like, she has some really good scenes that she, like, can, can dig into. Which one? Rachel McAdams. Because mm. you would think, oh, Rachel Wise is obviously going to be better because 
she is, but you know, Rachel McAdams is a great actress, yeah. but she's she's fantastic in this. I had a hard time picturing them with a lot of chemistry. Honestly, I was kind of curious how that was going to work out, but yeah, glad to hear it. It works. This isn't really anything important or like a criticism, but um, I don't really find Rachel Vice that attractive. But in this movie, like her character and her relationship with Rachel McAdams' character made her more attractive. She has some charisma. Is that the right word? Yeah, I guess, but I was able to appreciate her beauty. But normally, I wouldn't say she's um, like a you know super attractive. Hmm. I think she's gorgeous always. Okay. <laughs> um, I did also like the um, like how it touches on conflicted views of like religion and relationships, and I mean that's definitely like the whole theme of the movie. But like that dinner scene was pretty awesome when Rachel Weisz is basically like. Her back's against the wall. She's like against everyone at the table, but she's like just speaking the truth and how she feels and um, how awkward and it can be for her. But she kind of stood up for herself, and that's kind of what like propels the story. Hmm. Yeah, lots of little scenes like that. Where Is this really community cool. also in the U.S.? <clears throat> no, no, it's in uh, uh, it's London, right? I think so, but it's like super Jewish community. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like ultra religious mm-hmm. yeah. everyone's you know everyone's got yarmulkes on everyone, all the men have like beards uh but yeah it was it was that part of it was really cool too like seeing uh these ideas these conflicting ideas and the, like the the concept of basically like religious and sexual like oppression that's basically the theme of the movie is them trying to come to terms with like their faith and their passion and they kind of butt heads so it's well yeah her coming into town and like reuniting with Rachel McAdams character it kind of just like she kind of shakes up the town like her actions even though they're pretty small like people make such a big deal about it because it's Mm -hmm. you know it's totally like frowned upon in their community Mm -hmm. yeah and everyone in the community knows her so she gets anytime she's at like these uh church functions or at these uh uh dinners or whatever she always is getting nasty looks and it's just like you know you can see that it makes her uncomfortable um but yeah it's it's a beautiful beautiful movie both visually it looks really good the way everything is framed um yeah uh what was i gonna say oh i just just ultimately like it's pretty touching like where the movie ends up going uh that stuff was was fantastic uh i don't really i didn't it went somewhere I didn't expect it to go by the end of it, which, yeah. was, which was really interesting as a viewer. Um, I, I loved it. I think it's one of, if not the best movie I've seen so far this year. Nice. It was fantastic. It's kind of got a Call Me By Your Name vibe, too, a little bit. Nice. But just completely opposite setting. Right. <laughs> Somewhere cold and moody. Yeah. Um best scene in the movie though there's uh, uh well, oh, hold up well, <laughs> no, don't be don't spoil best <laughs> no, scene in the movie uh well okay my favorite scene in the movie there's a, a cure song that's playing uh they're playing love song by the cure on the radio and like that they like they're like looking at each other and they're kind of singing and they're talking over the song and then you're listening to the song and it's just like the lyrics perfectly match like that moment in their lives it was that that was beautiful, and yeah. the the and it's the end song in the credits too. It's the same. It's the yeah. same song. That was it, my favorite. It was a really cool scene. Yeah, it is kind of slow and deliberate, but it does keep your attention. And there is some like tension towards the end of the movie where you're not sh- quite sure where it's going. Yeah, for sure. 
So, yeah, not not too much more to say about it, but definitely recommend everyone go check it out. It's I think it, it just opened wider because it's in multiple theaters here in Seattle. Oh, one thing I did want to point out was, um, are we giving star ratings? Are we doing star ratings? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. This um, is a feature. This is not what, like, brought it down for me, but um, the way they, like, portrayed sex with, like like heterosexual sex so, in the movie um was pretty generic i don't know if this is necessarily a spoiler by talking about it but like the scene they show of rachel vice having sex with like a guy in the bathroom stall at the start of the movie and how she's like not really into it that's like i feel like a trope almost to like set something in that location and like her looking you know over his shoulder and just not really being into it but like for me I feel like that situation would never be like I would ever be that into it. You know what I mean? Like if I was having sex with all my clothes on in a bath, like a nasty bathroom (laughs) stall somewhere, like I probably wouldn't be that into it. (laughs) And that was the scene to show that she's, you know, not necessarily just heterosexual or she doesn't find pleasure like having sex with men. I don't think that was the point. I think it was. She was doing that because she just found out that her father died and she was like emotional like she just went out and wanted to fuck some guy to make her feel better but it didn't look like she was getting any sort of like pleasure from it well right i mean that's that's kind of the thing like she was trying to reach out to someone else like have like a connection with someone because she was you know just found out that her father died so it's just like a random hookup like how are you gonna get a connection out of a random hookup well i mean (laughs) i don't know if you've ever been in that situation but sometimes you go into it thinking that's what you want and then you're in it and then you're like this sucks or this is not actually making me feel better i have not been in that situation (laughs) well i have so (laughs) but then later on in the movie um they show a scene with rachel mcadams and her husband having sex and it's kind of the same thing i think that scene worked a little bit better um because it was a more like traditional setting for sex it was in the bedroom <laughs> well that i'm also... not saying that sex should only or you know should exist in a bedroom or not but i just thought the way that they portrayed them both not really being into having sex with men was like pretty generic or like on the nose yeah and i think there's also uh the with that second scene you're talking about uh it's also trying to shed light i mean they we kind of illuminate this later in the movie but she makes a comment about how like, you got you have sex every friday or something you know because it's like i guess it's part of their religion yeah so they just like have super boring sex right it's like scheduled and... it's not like a spur of the moment or like because of like passion or love it's just like a we're together and this is the time that we've set aside for it. Yeah. It kind of removes the whole like, yeah. So you have, you have that and also her just not being into men. Yeah. So I think I do. I agree that that scene works. That scene works better. Yeah. I just thought, I don't know, like I would have rather seen her like maybe in an alleyway or something, but like <laughs> in a bathroom stall with all your clothes on, like who's going to be into that? I, not me. I don't, unless you're in just an alleyway? like, I mean, that's another trope in a movie. Like people, who got a hookup right away and they go into an alleyway and you know car yeah that too yeah but like that those are the easiest places to I, have sex like, in public like i don't know a gnarly bathroom stall with all your clothes on like that just doesn't seem very appealing to me in the first place but the point of it i thought was trying to do something else but it, i don't know i feel like i'm like blowing this up way bigger than it needs to be but it just to me it was kind of generic or like hmm. not like they could have done it maybe a little differently and then, but I also think by by showing those two scenes as very uh, 
not pleasurable to either woman. It, yeah. That, that contrast when they do actually make love and the way that, that whole scene is shot, uh, you get, you get that contrast there. Um, yeah. Which I thought worked well. I mean, that's, I, it's, I mean, it's very obvious what he's trying to do. Like it's, it's not subtle. Like yeah. with those, if you like look at those three scenes together, um, but I do think the the scene between the two women was um, pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to define that, but it was believable. It was right. It was sexy and yeah, okay. yeah. And it was it was it was graphic in a realistic way. There's not actually any nudity in that scene, but just like no, you see, I think you see some nips. You don't. Maybe that was the scene. She so Rachel Travis McAdams is like you know munching on a titty but you don't actually see okay. it, like it's in her mouth so you yeah. don't see it mm. it's also now we're just digging deep into these sex scenes oh, yeah. but when she gets naked with her husband it's like not really in a sexy way she kind of just like takes her clothes off like she's in the doctor's office yeah and then but gets then in the bed when her the skin. And, when rachel and rachel get together it is yeah gotta rip those clothes off <laughs> There's there's one there's one Sense part. Of urgency. Yes. There's one part in that sex scene that made a lot of people in my theater really uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Is it really a spoiler? I mean, should uh, we just say? No, don't say it. I don't don't say it. Don't ruin don't it. There's one part yeah. specifically that people were like it, it, Ooh, I, it wasn't that weird, but I think you don't really see what happened like you don't really see that in i was kind of taken off guard by it but i was you know (laughs) kind of into it i was like all right we're going here okay Uh, a little deeper my popcorn at that point uh i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay it was awesome yeah good stuff (laughs) want to get some uh some star ratings (laughs) 4.5 uh five out of five wow it was dope yeah okay i was at a four until matt and i talked and i was like okay i'm gonna give it the bump but it's not perfect pretty good it is really close to perfect it's really good it just it's not my kind of movie like Mm. i mean like i guess i i don't ever see myself necessarily i might rewatch it once just to like Kind of see if I can pick see up the sex on scene a again. little bit more, and that, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I could see myself rewatching this like time after time over the years. Yeah, sure. Just because it's kind of it's kind of slow, and yeah, it's it's all about the relationship, and I feel like once you kind of you know know the story, there's not too much else beyond it. Yeah, like you're not gonna watch it just like, oh, this this is one of my favorite movies. It's you know, it's not like Drive or yeah, <laughs> Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Instant, instant classic. <laughs> instant classic. You knocked off that half star because there weren't really any cars in a yeah no driving scene. If they'd had sex in a car, now nah, that's five a five star movie. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to uh, the next film we're going to be discussing. Uh, we're going to talk about First Reform. Do we want to do this as like an official review? I mean, might as well. I might didn't see well, it. Yeah. But... I think we should. I don't know how much we're going to be able to talk about it since we just watched it just now. It's I also haven't seen it, so you guys a very be... rich movie, I will say. Yeah. Okay, well, let's dig into it. Uh, we got a clip. Uh, let's check it out. I wasn't aware that I had offended. Jesus didn't want our suffering. He suffered for us. Mm-hmm. He wants our commitment and our obedience. Mm-hmm. And what of his creation? The heavens declare the glory of God. God is present everywhere in every 
plant, every river, every tiny insect. The whole world is a manifestation of his holy presence. I think this is an issue where, where the church can lead, but, but they say nothing. The, the U.S. Congress still denies climate change? Where were we when these people were elected? Okay, First Reformed is written and directed by Paul Schrader, probably most well-known as the uh, writer of many uh, Martin Scorsese films, uh, such as Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Last Temptation of Christ. That makes sense. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, A priest of a small congregation in upstate New York grapples with mounting despair brought on by tragedy, worldly concerns, and a tormented past. Film stars Ethan Hawke, Amanda Seyfried, Cedric the Entertainer. I did not get a chance to see this one. I'm going to see it tomorrow. So you guys are on your own. But uh, let's let's uh, give me the down low. How's first reform? Well, Tom and I just saw this before the podcast, and I've kicked off both reviews, so I'm going to defer this one. Yeah. So there was a guy in the <laughs> row bef- in front of us. Was it Cedric the Entertainer? No. This was uh just. Your average Joe, except he decided to show up to a matinee with an apple, which he slowly ate throughout the second half of the film. Jesus Christ. This was a, (laughs) this is a quiet movie and there are probably about 10 people in the theater. Yeah. What the fuck? He's just munching on an apple? On an apple. Like every, you know, every three minutes you just hear. (laughs) (laughs) God, I was pissed. It's like, dude, if you're going to sneak something into a theater, it doesn't even make sense. It, on no level does it make sense to bring a fucking Granny Smith. Yeah. Right? I suggested a banana. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Really, any other fruit would yeah. be quieter. Like a fucking orange. Like, yep. Some who grapes. Brings mango. <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> like, he's having a little picnic over there. I'm surprised yep. he wasn't slicing some cheddar cheese. Well, I think he had, like, a granola bar, protein bar initially, and he didn't take it all the way out of the wrapper. He did the thing where, you know, he, like, would he, just... He, like, folded it, and he yeah, was, like... just kept bringing oh it down God. a bit. Who to is take this a bite. monster? I'm, I'm like, just wondering... There's other people here, how asshole. How funny it would be to just, like, lean up to his ear from behind him and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I know. When he was, like finishing that apple i don't know if you saw but he was like going for the core nibbling on the core at the end i'm like because it was like eat breakfast before you go to the 10 a.m he was one row and one seat to the left in front of me i was like dude (laughs) stop okay so uh first reform sounds pretty great (laughs) i think this movie was uh pretty excellent but i want to digest it more it's like Travis said, it's rich. I don't know if we were on our, our break there. Uh, there are some things that take you by surprise. That's for sure. There's a sequence oh, about yeah. two-thirds <laughs> of the way through the movie that is, I'll just say, Tree of Life-esque. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, which I liked. I don't know if everybody would like that. That was the highlight of the movie for me. That was your favorite? Yeah. I mean, it was like... It takes you on a journey. It's pretty. It's pretty transformational. Huh. It's a cream dream of a scene. <laughs> um, you need to bring Kleenex the to the theater tomorrow and not for tears. Yeah. Okay? Okay. This movie really because it's not super beautiful. Everything's really sparse. It's not a comforting film at all. I think you will love this movie though. Matt. Oh yeah, Matt, you're gonna fucking love this movie. <laughs> uh, it's it really all hinges on the ideas and the dialogue and 
I mean, the relationships too, but even beyond the rela- like the relationships are just sort of like this uh, vehicle for the ideas that are going through all these people's minds. Uh, I mean, the synopsis talks about despair. That's a pretty central to the whole feel of the film, but where they go with it, uh, the the themes that they use for like with it's all about uh, the environment environmentalism is pretty central to that yeah hmm. uh i don't know you you say some stuff okay well f- let's just step take a step back real quick so you said the movie's not beautiful as far as like the subject matter because the way it's shot is pretty beautiful uh there are beautiful scenes but like visually i wasn't well that okay i shouldn't say that because the very opening scene i was already oh my pretty God. much hooked the opening scene is awesome because the the credits are going the title comes up and it's a really dark scene first it's like all black and then it's like it's this really dark scene of the shot of this church but yeah. the first thing you see is the cross the very top in the background of the credits and then the camera like zooms in slowly to this church and as you zoom in closer it gets lighter yeah and you like you see the full you know yeah, you can't tell form. what you're looking at at first. It just looks like a little pinprick in the but back. But it's really cool to see just the cross at the very top of the church as like the starting point, and then it like it's dawn. Yeah, you hear the birds chirping and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, it's dawn. We're at the church." Mm-hmm. And everything's well framed. I mean, like it's all like symmetrical. And there's this scene when he's out in that field. Yeah, towards the end of the movie, where it's like a purplish blue sky. Yeah, that, and that one's like, a standout. There's, it's like a time lapse, but you don't really like notice that it's a time lapse, and the the sky turns from like blue, bluish purple to like light blue, but like the clouds kind of just like appear out of nowhere in yeah. the scene. And I guess you're right. I mean, and the, the there scene are that you first elements. touched on was exquisite. Yeah, it's just sort of <laughs> it's just sort of brutalist in nature. Everything's really sparse yeah. and spare, and and there's not a lot to kind of hang your hat on visually it, it just gives a little... you a feel of coldness and uh i mean despair basically like there's nothing happy yeah happening well and the way it's shot things. too i i don't know the term but where it's like a square academy ratio yeah like um that just like kind of like it's not like claustrophobic necessarily but it just like really like mm-hmm. brings you into the scene mm-hmm. like there's not any extra space going on to make your eyes wander like most of the, most of the shots are two people talking and it's just like focused on those two people yeah and the dialogue is great it's really really there's engaging a, really captivating. a monumental conversation at the beginning of the movie yeah it's something like out of like a ghost story but like 10 times better <laughs> It doesn't God, have I want the, to see this right now. It doesn't have the <laughs> intensity of the master scene between Joaquin and, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, but it's in that ballpark okay. of like two people talking every, you know, just like hanging on every word. This is fascinating. Right. Yeah. And it's like very conflicted views. And it's one guy who's like coming from it of like very vir- environmentalist. And then it's like the the man of the church trying to like make sense of it or like bring some hope to the conversation yeah. and it's just the performances are really really good yeah ethan hawk was great i thought amanda seafried was great cedric yep. the entertainer was great <laughs> even though i didn't know that was cedric the entertainer yeah and I, I just liked all the like 
the movie is like all about like good and evil, right and wrong. Like there's a lot of like visual imagery of that as well. well. It is. Yeah, it is. But it's not, they're not, nothing's easy. Like none of the choices right. are easy. I don't know. It's pretty I mean, haunting. Even like a shot of a, a drink is like a visual metaphor for what's going on yeah. in the movie. Or like there's a scene in the bathroom that's similar to that. Um, yeah, it's very rich. Yeah. And there's just the way that the movie plays out. There's a lot of different. I mean, it's a it feels like a small story kind of because it's just this little church in the middle of upstate New York or whatever. Sure. And there's it's the cast is really narrow, um, but there are a lot of different things going on at once that all sort of coalesce into this single stream of basically what Ethan Hawke is going through and how he's processing his life and his world. And the ending was pretty intense. I had no idea what was like going to happen. So the last 30 (laughs) seconds, I didn't really, I don't want to do a spoilers or anything, but I I mean, I I don't know if I should ask the question I want to ask, but don't because I'm probably right there with you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to ask it, but, (laughs) but like the last, like I'd say 10 minutes or so, I think his character is probably going through the same kind of mindset as I am. Is like, what's next? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like on the edge of my seat. Just I couldn't really see where it was going. But this movie is deliberate. Like as much as we've given it a ton of like, I don't know, energy. Basically, it's all of my, my own making after leaving the film and processing everything. It, yeah. it is pretty slow yeah it is yeah it's like a small movie with very like grand ideas and like big things to say and conversations (laughs) i wonder if i didn't i mean it wasn't my experience but even while i was watching the movie there were times where i was thinking i think people might think that this is on the nose this movie Mm. right or that maybe some of this stuff wasn't well done particularly the sequence i brought up the very beginning of our our analysis like they might say oh that was just too heavy-handed or something but i thought everything was really tastefully done yeah yeah i, yeah, I could definitely use a another viewing or two but i loved it yeah this is one to own for sure yeah you guys want to drop some star ratings on this bad boy <sighs> yeah i'm going five yeah i was a four or a half or a five but i'm a five because it's only gonna get better yeah i feel like so <clears throat> it's got uh, any reservations you have <laughs> It's yes. got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Matt, this is your best movie of the year. You think so? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a like a contender for sure. Is this <laughs> if a... we know you at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, as far as like, I don't know, this is, no, I don't even know if I want to go there, but it's like, it's like Mother, but better, Matt. Oh my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like Mother. Is it, um... You, would you say it's your favorite movie so far this year? I mean, I know you really like you were never really here. This may not be the most enjoyable, but it's probably up there as far as like the best movies I've seen this year. Sure. So, but maybe on a rewatch or maybe sitting with it longer, it might be my favorite so far. But if I were to make a list today, I don't think it'd right. be number then one. And you guys did just see it, yeah. so you know, <laughs> digest it a little bit. It's uh, it's my best. Um, yeah, I mean, I would want to rewatch Annihilation, but this is a better movie than Annihilation. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I'll be curious, uh, between this and, uh, Hereditary, I feel like got some, uh, some heavy hitters. (laughs) 
Oh, that screening for Hereditary, by the way, didn't even get a chance to go. They denied my uh, screener request. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had to like RSVP for the Hereditary screener last Thursday, but RSVP and didn't give you a ticket to potentially see the movie. Mm. You were just like, hey, I'm interested, and they might give me a ticket. And then they said they were full. Hmm. But it was dumb because I RCP'd like almost like a week before the screener. And then the day before, they sent me an email saying, sorry. Nah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's all the email said. Nah. <laughs> all right. You guys want to get into what else you've been watching? Yeah. Uh, sure. I don't really have anything. I have a little bit of TV and I, I don't have a time. half a movie. I've been playing too much fucking Fortnite lately. Mm-hmm. Not no no complaints Fortnite, though. <laughs> Why aren't you playing Fortnite, Tom? I mean, we have we played like once, but you're just not that into I it. I won two duos last night. I don't know. With the you, you guys have to hit me up. All right. Demand that I. So yeah, you we can play with Tom. You won't initiate. Is that what you're saying? I won't initiate. Okay. So we have to initiate you. Yeah. Okay. Also, the Dark Souls remaster just came out, so I'm like, okay. You can play that anytime. Dark Souls. <laughs> 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 Whatever. He's got Madden. You've got no. Uh, Madden's been dead for a while. Whatever. You got something else. So. Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. Okay. Fortnite <laughs> so literally the exact same thing. <laughs> no, um, it's not. It's different every time. Okay. I I only have uh, two things. I haven't been watching as much stuff as I normally do. Well, I'll go, but my last one is Speed Racer, so we'll do that at the end. I saw Gerald's game. That's all you guys have seen? Oh. Oh, you yeah. hadn't seen that? No. Okay, whose side are you on? Sorry, there's so I don't many remember. sides. <laughs> sides? I spent the entire party at Matt's discussing Gerald's game with your friend Zach. Oh and, yeah, Zach fucking loves it. And that he loves movie. it, and I do not. <laughs> oh, whose side? Oh, I'm on Zach's side. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great, except for the last ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. Did I you guys like say? Like I couldn't remember if you guys said in the in the review that it was like the worst ten minutes you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Jay probably did. Yeah, didn't I think I think, I think Jay yeah. did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the end of the movie either. But I didn't like most of the movie. I liked but, really. Yeah. I thought it was good. That was boring. I was pretty yeah, it was, it was engaged. Um, uh, that okay. So I'd also forgotten that there was a particular scene that oh, was hard hand. to watch. Oh <laughs> my god! When that happened, so I watched it with Sarah, and she like hit her face and. I have never reacted to a scene the way I reacted to this one. Give I was it, like it to us. on the couch, <laughs> just like, oh my God, no, what the fuck? And usually I, I encourage people I'm with to watch what's on screen, right? I'm yeah. like, get the feeling of the movie. But for Sarah, I was just saying, no, do not look. You you still can't look. No, you still cannot look. You're Hide your face. The team. Hide your face. <laughs> Oh my god! I had to look like for seconds at a time. I would like look away and go back and oh, you know, it was like staring at the sun. Yeah, it was gross. Oh my god! I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's bad, and it comes <laughs> sort of out of nowhere. You know, you're just yeah. like, is this what this movie is? Oh my yeah. god! I don't know what it is because I've seen like more graphic things in movies. There's just something about like the way it looks, the camera doesn't shy away from it and just like seeing like the skin like roll like, up a rubber and she really <laughs> goes for it. Yeah. And it's also one of those things that like you kind of imagine that's what it would be like, but you never really feel like that would happen so in real gnarly. life and then it does. 
It's like the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he peels off his, his arm, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was nice. Pretty gnarly. But I was also, uh, I don't know, I was really entertained by the whole, the whole, the conversations that were taking place and everything, and I was pretty scared by that that dude. Yeah. Uh, did not want night to come. I was really pissed when she kept falling asleep. <laughs> I, I think there are some stupid plot holes. Like, just kick the bedpost? Can you not reach it with your feet? The setup is pretty, pretty sure lame, could... too, I think. Yeah. The, like, the whole setup? The setup of the movie is pretty lame. Oh. Like, how things kick into gear and, like, the conveniences and their characters I never really bought as, like, an mm. item or, like, that they were... Well, they seemed really off at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but once the guy dies, uh, it was much, much more interesting. Yeah. Because at the at the beginning, you're like, it's hard to buy them as a married couple. Like, you guys are married. You're acting like you've never, <laughs> you, like you haven't seen each other in four years or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I like that movie a lot. What kind of star rating would you give it? I gave it a 3.5. Okay, so you're not over the moon about it. No. But I probably would have given it a 4 if it weren't for that shitty ending. I think I gave it a 4, if I remember correctly. I think I gave it like a 2 or a 2.5. Yeah. That's where it stands. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Was, was, wasn't Paris on that episode too? Yeah. She didn't like it either. Right. I think Jay liked it. but Me and Jay liked it. Yeah. Mostly because he was able to uh, project his own experiences on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he mm-hmm. dealt with a, a boogeyman of sorts. Oh. Well. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> we'll have to bring him back on to Tell story. further discuss them. <laughs> yeah uh so is it just me now well i i I, I mean i only have like two little things to talk about bob's burgers keeping up with it no no you are though yeah dude eternally (laughs) um i can go through some stuff real quick i don't really have too much to say about any of the stuff i've been watching it's all like mediocre to good but uh i rewatched panic room nice Mediocre or not, good? Not a very good movie. Okay. What? What do? You, how do you guys feel about Panic Room? I, I, I like Panic Room. It's Who's not in great, that? but uh, Jodie Foster and uh, what's her name? A young Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto. Boris Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, Travis just pointed to his eye. <laughs> that helped me remember. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto. Yeah, plays like a corn road gangster. Yeah. Okay. He's one of the people trying to break into the Panic Room. Yeah. I just think it's kind of boring. Like the, I think it's entertaining. It's pretty. It's a pretty fun. It's like movie. a thriller, I, I guess. Yeah. But I don't feel like it really goes anywhere that interesting. And it's just like a basic, like basic thriller. Um, and I just feel like David Fincher was like way too obsessed with showing off his little techniques that he learned. It was pretty cool though. Like them going through like the keyholes and stuff like Yeah, like the floating and, camera just and like going, going through the wall and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm just like It was kind of neat. Get over yourself, dude. <laughs> but oh, a little flashy. Yeah. And I don't know, I just feel like it just I mean, I know that's kind of the point of the movie is to like stay in that centralized location, but I just got kind of bored of the whole premise and how long it plays out doesn't really go anywhere. I mean, it's like... Well, it's a pretty simple, simple yeah, story. Yeah, like, very I mean, simple. And yeah. A little too simple for me. Okay? Mm. <laughs> All right. I like that highbrow stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. 
Not really. Uh, I also watched the game, another David Fincher. Yeah, I saw you logged it on. uh, Had you seen the game before? Mm -mm. I've never seen it. It's okay. It's like a, it's kind of like a Hitchcock movie, like the setup of it, like where this guy just kind of falls into this thing and things get just weirder and crazier for him and he's got to try and get out of it. But I feel like the, the whole point of the movie is like it's wearing it's on its sleeve and you know where it's going the entire time. But yet it's like trying to keep you like guessing. But I was never really guessing. And I don't know. I feel like it's kind of dated too. Like it's it's a 90s movie and it's trying to be like somewhat fantastical, but in like the real world. And I don't know. It just was kind of no me- Gerald's game. Kind of meh. Yeah. It was okay. Both were okay. But I'm trying to watch some more of his stuff though because um, I'm trying to listen to those premium podcasts film junks yeah and they did david fincher one so i'm rewatching all those those are the only two i've watched so far though and so far i rewatched did those movies or i guess at least panic room no favors <laughs> i think um i think the game is the only movie of his i haven't seen it's on criterion too i wonder why criterion picked that yeah, people, floating people camera like oh that's panic room never mind floating <laughs> <camera>. <laughs> some people do really like the game it's okay. It's like Michael Douglas being Michael Douglas. Classic oh, 90s Michael Douglas. Oh, I've seen Douglas that cover. Okay. With the puzzle pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of his head. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It looks bad. By yeah. The cover. I don't know. The ending is pretty bad, and I don't really want to spoil it, but not that it's bad. I guess it's just like it's, I knew where it was going, and so it wasn't like an aha type thing. Oh, sure. And I think it's supposed to. Hmm. I don't know. Movie sucks. <laughs> uh, I watched Bull Durham the other night. That movie's coming to Criterion, so I was curious, and it was on Amazon. I wasn't going to blind buy that on Criterion. No? Bull Durham is probably my favorite baseball movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's just a pretty standard baseball movie. Well, I have Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball's good. But... Come on, Major League, man. Major League's way more fun. It doesn't than hold Bull up, Durham. dude. League of Their Own. Yeah. <laughs> sexist i know right <laughs> rosie o'donnell just no that movie's just too i don't know it's i'm not like a huge fan i haven't seen it in a long time but when i i watched it i wasn't that into it yeah i like Moneyball. it seems kind of like a a movie for women mm-hmm. so you weren't super in a boulder room then i mean it's it's good it's just like a pretty standard baseball movie though i don't feel like it's great or deserves the criterion treatment do they win at the end it's not really about winning and losing. <laughs> the, the arc of the story is not about hmm. the team. It's more about the players, oh. specific players. An aging player and then a young player and how like the aging player tries to like talk sense into the young player who actually has talent. And What a hothead. It's kind of like the two different types of players where there's a player who's super talented but maybe isn't as dedicated to the craft or the sport and then there's the aging player who didn't really have the talent but he worked hard so he could still make it in the league type thing mm-hmm. and then there's also like this thing where they try to like relate baseball to sex and susan sarandon's kind of like the sex the, yeah the glue <laughs> <laughs> of that okay yeah it's okay i don't really have much to say about it um i also watched samsara that documentary sequel Neighbors. to baraka i have not seen that but i've seen baraka i haven't oh. seen samsara beautiful movie to look at basically kind of, all it is yeah right? kind of boring though because there's not really much of a plot it's just like you're supposed to put these images together and 
make a theme out of what's going on. Um, it's kind of like first performed in a way where it's showing like mm-hmm. the beautiful aspects of life and then like also the shitty and gross ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like take you to places you've never like been or seen. And then I don't really know which countries or what, but fascinating stuff. And then it like brings you back to like slaughterhouses and like lines at Costco and people eating fast food. And it, it's kind of like heavy handed in the way it's like depicting this imagery to like make a point. Um, it's not a narrative yeah. film. Yeah. It's just like sequences, but like the images are beautiful. And like, I watched this on Amazon streaming, but it like, it looked like a Blu-ray. It was, was it 4k? No, I don't think so. But I was reading the Wikipedia page and it was saying it was shot with like an 8k camera. I don't know if that like translates to anything on Amazon streaming, <laughs> but, but it looked really good. So, you guys are into that yeah I, i've been meaning to watch that for a long time yeah um i watched road to perdition oh, Tom, i feel movie. like this is like one of your favorites uh i was like really <laughs> excited for that when it came out oh and i remember being disappointed but oh. then maybe re-watching it later and thinking it was better than weren't you like 12 when that movie came out <laughs> yeah i was you were really excited for it yeah <laughs> i think it's it's good but it's not great i would say it's maybe in the middle of good and great yeah, it's, it's it's better good. than average. Yeah. Quite good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it looks really good. Like there's just like the cinematography of it's great. There's it's like a... A, a cool tracking shot at the start of this kid on a bike going through like this, these crowds of people. And then there's also um, like the finale at the end in the rain looks pretty awesome. Um, it's a Sam Mendes film, right? Yeah. It's kind of heavy handed in its themes too. Like yeah. with yeah. violence and like legacies and family and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. um and mob stuff yeah i don't know it's pretty generic story as far as like plots go it's kind of like a revenge tale yeah jude law's kind of good in it he's like a a slimy villain yeah Yeah. (laughs) could have been could have been a little slimier but (laughs) you guys stoked to see jude law's dumbledore so stoked no (laughs) I'm I mean, still looks pretty good. I mean, I'm still like three or four. Oh right, you were watching the Harry Potter. Did you just give up on that, or like? I just never want to go back. Why, dude? Those movies are awesome. I was rewatching six for kids, on the plane man. and got about halfway through, and I was annoyed that I can't stream it anywhere without oh. buying it because I was really enjoying it. I wanted to finish six. There, I don't love six. What? It's my least favorite book. It's probably a part of the reason why I don't like. Uh... Six is your least favorite. Well, maybe book? not my least favorite. Uh, that is so. Chamber wrong. of Secrets is six probably was... my least favorite. Tricks are for kids. Nah, I I much prefer. So, Goblet of Fire is my favorite. You're such a. Then probably Prisoner of Azkaban. So vanilla. And then Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. And then Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. And then probably probably six. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a trash so book. what's the worst? Wrong. The Six? worst book? Or oh, we're movie? talking books or movies? Well, I was just talking books. Oh. Three through seven talking are obviously movies, a tie. This is a movie podcast. Talking movies? <laughs> uh, well, the third movie is the best. Is and that then probably, own? yeah, probably the last one. Just because it's the finale? Yeah, it's pretty dope. I've still only seen it one time. Me too. Part one is, oh, it, part one's okay. It's, you know. Part two is where it yeah. really. Part two is a banger. Four's not great. 
Yeah, the fourth movie is not. It's my favorite book, but it's the fourth movie is not great. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, oh, you you were talking Harry Potter, and then you oh, you said Jude Law. Oh yeah, Jude oh Jude Law. Law. Yeah, he was on Road Road to Perdition. I think that looks pretty good. I'm excited for that movie. I like the first one, Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. Oh, I good. watched a little bit of it on the plane. Yeah, I wasn't that into it. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, you like Harry Potter. I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah, just, like, I think I'm I'm not too... in the mood or something. Or no, I think I'm too much of a purist. I think it's the canon thing for me. It's just like. Actually, that might have been a book. I don't even know. Did she write a book afterward? Mm-hmm. At this point, everything that was written after Seven just, to me, feels like a cash grab, and it, it bugs me. So Kind of like Solo, a Star Wars story? Yeah. But similar to Star Wars, I mean, the Harry Potter universe is, is pretty cool. Like, I'm cool with them doing more stories. Cool. The Wizarding World. What are you talking about? It's, it's got all the same creatures. Star Wars has good creatures. Harry Potter has good creatures. Star Wars has Characters. lightsabers. Harry Potter does not. It's got wands. <laughs> yeah. Wands are dope. Uh, yeah. I think it's cool, but I mean, if it doesn't have Harry Potter in it, hmm. What if it had Harry Styles? Would you be more into it? No. Okay. I just feel like the stakes are so much lo- lower. How could I be intrigued? I mean, the stakes are pretty high. Grindelwald. He's no Voldemort. Shit. Well, no. No. Fair. Who cares? <laughs> what else did you watch? Those movies are all the same. Um, no, they're not. You haven't even seen them. You're fucked. <laughs> I've seen four or five of them now. And I thought you only watched the first, like, three. I feel like I'm watching the same movie every time. Order of the Phoenix has a blue filter. One year of school, there's a conflict and a, a resolution or a not... So, resolution. <laughs> well, Quidditch, though. You don't know how they're going to do it in Quidditch. Yeah. Quidditch is probably some of the best stuff. <laughs> uh, what else did I watch? That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first half of uh, The 40 Year Old Virgin. Dude. Nice. So did I. Did you? Just the first half? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. The movie's not that great. It's... Don't say that. No, it's pretty I have good. Fond memories no, of I that think movie. there's a lot of like there's a lot of like homophobic stuff. Yeah, there. there's a lot of stuff to regret in that it, movie. <laughs> it hasn't aged Seriously. super well. Whoops. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, some of the jokes are like, oh, but some of them are still fucking hilarious. Oh, like, like the, it's still really. You know funny. how I know you're gay? Is is that? I didn't even get to that oh, part, okay. but no, there's other stuff earlier More on. More egregious. Yeah, and also <laughs> like the way they talk about women, like. Oh. I mean, the whole premise, like, they're basically talking about, like, oh, you gotta go out, you gotta knock out a couple of them hood rats, you know what right. I mean? Like, I do still love the part where Andy goes into the bookstore, and he's like, do you have books here, or something like that? Right. Like, yeah, what are you looking for? He's like, what are you looking for? <laughs> do you How? like to do it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> How is the mood striking you now? <laughs> Well, one of my favorite lines in the movie, it's so stupid, but right before that, where Seth Rogen's uh, explaining to Andy, like, what to do, he's like, just imagine uh, David, Car- or David Caruso in uh, in Jade, and he was like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, what? <laughs> I also like when uh, they ask him how his weekend was. Oh, the egg salad oh, yeah. story? Yeah. He goes into detail about making egg salad, and then by the end of it, he was <laughs> over it and <laughs> didn't even eat it. Yeah. It's like that's cool, man. I yeah. I got drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's still it's still pretty funny, but there's some stuff that is kind of cringy. 
Um, yeah, I, I was tired. I turned it off. I haven't but. seen it in years, but I just really liked that was one of the my character favorites. of Steve Carell and like him collecting his characters. I don't know. Just going back, it's just so juvenile. Like it's even worse than I remembered in terms of its its maturity level. I mean, the waxing scene is still pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't think of any. <laughs> can't think of any of the stupid things that come out of his mouth, but they're pretty funny. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Nipple fuck. <laughs> Nipple fuck. I used to say that all the time. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, was, uh, I might watch the second half. I don't know. Steve Carell is just—he's great in that. You know, it comedic was genius. <laughs> crazy to me though, because I remember that movie. Like he and the woman he ends up with, they have a pretty like good, you know, little relationship that they develop. Yeah. But halfway through the movie, they haven't even like hung out one time yet. It's crazy. Well, they got to go on the twenty dates. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that movie's just longer. And than it's like time. a it's like a game to them almost. Yeah, because it's there, but. You know, Gerald's game. No, I do really like their relationship in that movie, though. It's mm-hmm. good. Kathleen Keener and Steve Carell. She's great. She's wise beyond her years, and he is a juvenile at heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. See anything else, Matt? Uh, not really. I've been watching The Office again. Yeah, it's still pretty good. <laughs> I started Mindhunter, and I've watched three episodes. It's okay. It's kind of yeah. all the same. I got through one and I was like, mm. I don't know if I want to finish it. Matt, does do the first three episodes feel like the rest of the season yeah. for the most part? It's yeah. I think yeah. it's better after the first episode is okay. It gets really good after that. I'm still not hooked. No. Too much talking and like setup. Not a lot of payoff. Not enough it's walking. Super interesting though. I Slow love them burn. talking about like the pathology of like a of a killer. You know, I mean, it's basically yeah. all just like talking about serial killers. I feel like I'd rather just watch like a documentary about similar stuff. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm realizing oh, David Fincher is overrated. <laughs> David Fincher? Yeah. Uh, dude, he made fucking Zodiac. <laughs> I know. Overrated. It's, it's it's a good movie. Did I Social you guys? Network? It's a good oh movie. yeah, those are both great. Yeah, uh, they're great. I did I, on the last podcast that I said that I watched that that uh, evil evil genius uh, genius. Oh show? No, no, you, you haven't started it yet. Did oh, you watch it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's it pretty sweet, right? Great. Yeah. It was did you so interesting? That? I didn't even start it. Oh, what the fuck? You got it, dude. I know. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking crazy story. Yeah, super interesting. And I like. I mean, we talked about this on the show before, but I like that. They didn't stretch it out. You know, it didn't feel like it went on longer than it should have, you know? It was four episodes. They're all intriguing. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you guys watch, is it Wild Wild Country? Is that the name of it? I started. I watched Sarah the first did. episode. Yeah, I fell asleep watching the first episode. but I was intrigued by it, but it didn't really seem like Chelsea was super into it. So we haven't gone back yet, but mm-hmm. I'd like to. Sarah loved it, so I have it on my list. All right, Tom, you want to talk about Speed Racer? Yeah. So, Travis, I have a bone to pick with you. What's that? I had to sit through this movie, which is uh, over two hours long. Yep. Why the hell is this movie so long? I have no idea. It's torture. <laughs> this movie sucks. Can you explain? Elaborate? Yeah. It looks like shit. You think it looks like garbage? Terrible. Yeah, it looks terrible. Maybe it hasn't aged well, but I think it looks spectacular <laughs> it's beautiful vivid like i mean it's 10 years old colorful 12 years old it looks bad 
real bad. Is it like the the CG doesn't hold up, or like what? Is, or just you don't like the the color palette, or like what is it? The about racing it? is terrible. Yeah, like everything feels, you know, it's got that weightless feel to it and the cars are always like sliding around which was probably part of the show yeah i think there's a lot of this movie that i'm missing because i'm not a speed racer fan well i think that was kind of the point yeah when they made it was they wanted to try and recapture the feeling of the show yeah and i i will say i'm not a fan of the show not because i've watched it and dislike it i just mm-hmm. have never really watched it so i know like okay you can't compare these right but mad max no, cars you can't compare feel them. amazing and this movie feels the the all of the racing scenes i just totally check out i'm like i don't care they're sliding everywhere they they're doing three 360s while they're going 400 miles an hour and like crashing into the sides like fucking hot wheels and then all <laughs> of a sudden he's in the in the lead you know it looks it just looks bad uh, you were supposed to watch it as if you were a child and it's a cartoon. <sighs> <laughs> there there were a couple things that I liked that were mainly just moments that I thought were kind of fun. Like when he's a kid, he can't focus in school and he just there's a scene where he imagines himself basically winning a race, you know, and his whole world transforms and instead of being in the classroom, he's behind the wheel of his car and he crosses <clears throat> the finish line and everybody's cheering, his mouth is open, he's yelling. And then it just cuts to him in the classroom and he's in the back and everybody's taking a test. And he's in the back just going, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. And then there's a part with the, his little brother, the kid that wears a hat, you know, and with the, the chimpanzee. Yeah. They're watching this. It's just like a morning, Saturday morning cartoons, but they're watching anime and there's like this samurai guy who's, you know, yelling. And then all of a sudden both of them are in this cartoon and, the backgrounds turn to this hand-drawn like anime scene and they start like uh both speaking japanese to each other the chimpanzee and the boy and it's really funny and they do like a (laughs) fake fighting scene and then mom comes in and she's like are you guys breaking the couch or something uh that was fun but the rest of it was horrible did you watch this movie sober yes well that's where you went wrong no (laughs) two hours of this drunk sounds so bad well i didn't necessarily say drunk but (laughs) <laughs> I do like that guy who was in V for Vendetta, the Voice of England guy. He's got a great like uh, radio. Hugo Weaving? No. <laughs> you guys don't remember that guy? He's like really self obsessed in V for Vendetta, and he he's in the shower and it's all mirrors on himself, and then that's when he gets. No. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Assassinated. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good movie. V for Vendetta. Yeah garbage no it's not i knew you hated it though <laughs> well so nice pick travis you hated it there are like two or three parts that i thought looked cool there's that woman who comes out to start them off on the desert race yeah look cool you know the rest of it bad man i gotta at least skim through this tonight to see what you're talking about because <laughs> <laughs> i have a very different experience from it but I don't remember it being like an amazing movie, but I just remember it being like a fun, visually pleasing movie. The story is lame. The races are... I mean, it just at least make the races good, right? That's why cartoons are good. 20 to 30 minutes long. Because if you did a two-hour cartoon, it would drive people like Tom crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and okay, so uh, the very first... There's a, there's a race at the start of this movie. Yeah. And 
that was the most interesting one because they did what I knew they were going to do as a speed racer because I've seen like a couple episodes where he's racing, 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 and then they cut and it's like a flashback or it's something else going on at a totally different time and place or something. And then we're back in the race and he's racing, racing, racing. And I used to hate that when I watched the cartoons because they would never finish the race. It was like watching Goku power up for three episodes. (laughs) But during the movie, I was like, okay, this is interesting. They're doing Speed Racer. I get it. But one and a half stars. Oh, Oh, shit. Kingsman level. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to this week. Right for a rewatch. Right for a rewatch. Yeah. I don't know if I'm interested anymore. All right, Rotten Tomatoes game. We're playing again. Yeah. It was Tom's pick this time. I picked L.A. Confidential. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen that. It's been on the list for a long time. I just never watched it. Yep. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up the synopsis here. Even though you guys... You already looked at the score, too, right? Yeah. Okay. 1997, directed by Curtis Hansen. Everything is suspect, everyone is for sale, and nothing is what it seems. Three detectives in the corrupt and brutal L.A. police force of the 1950s use different methods to uncover a conspiracy behind the shotgun slayings of the patrons at an all-night diner. It's got Guy Pearce in there, right? Isn't he like the main He's character? He's the lead, yeah. Isn't Russell Crowe Kevin Crow Spacey, Guy Pearce, Danny DeVito, James Cromwell, oh, yeah. Kim Basinger. Russell Crowe in it or no? Russell Crowe? Yes. I don't know the rest of these guys. Um, okay. Boom. Uh, first up, TMP. TMP. Don't fail me now. Come on. 89%? Ooh, you're fucked, bud. That's kind of like, a, you know, 89%, sort of like 1995 of Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Selling this for 1999. Okay, MRC goes with 96%. It's a seven-point spread. We got a... The real Rotten Tomato score, ninety nine percent. Woo, baby! Sideways, god damn it! <laughs> you suck at this I game. I am awful at this game. <laughs> well, you were throwing this one, right? No, not you threw it. No, so that Matt could get closer to no, me. No, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it just organically happened. Twelve percent. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Hate this game. Cool. You get to watch a lot of cool stuff, though, because yeah. you always lose. You should watch it, too, Matt. Yeah, probably will. Netflix, At least I didn't make you right? watch fucking Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. Oh, it's all downhill from here. Is that a racing joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> all right. Well, that's going to bring this show to an end. Uh, next time we record, Hereditary, for sure. Hereditary. For sure. That's going to come out in the off week. You're lo- worth Seattle's getting it? Yeah, dude, it's getting wide release on, okay. on June 8th. Okay. Oodles of spooks. Okay. Yes. I'm Hereditary, ready. 100%. And also, I think The Incredibles 2 comes out the weekend we record. Mm. So, Hereditary, Incredibles 2, maybe? When does American Animals play Seattle? Who cares? I care. I have no idea. <laughs> I Tom care. Cares. I'm excited. Tom gave it, it does look two cool. thumbs up yeah. in the theater. Oh, shit. Yeah. We were playing his trailer game. Yeah. Does look pretty good. Yeah. Did you guys? Did you have you seen the trailer for Leave No Trace yet? 
Yep, we saw it yeah. today. Yeah, that looks pretty good, right? What, uh, With uh, Ben Foster and uh, yes, the kid. Yes, No Trace. Also, Under the Silver Lake looks great. Yeah, I was, what is that? Is that this summer? Soon. Eighth grade looks great. Oh, yeah, we got some good shit and, coming out soon. And uh, whenever it's coming out, uh, Sorry for Bothering You. Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, yep. You were a maybe, but Blind Spotting, I think, looks pretty good. Mm. I'm a maybe. What's uh, what's Blind Spotting? It's a movie coming out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a it's movie about, about uh, a guy who's on parole. Racial stuff. And he witnesses a police officer shoot uh, another African American in the back, among some other things. He has some shady friends that might get him back in trouble. Sounds you know. intense. It looked kind of not intense. No? It looked like it was going for intense, but also a little bit cheesy. I feel, I feel like it was trying to go for comedy slash like drama. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll do it for this week. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Digest. Like us on Facebook. Send us an email. Cinephilesdigest at gmail.com We'll be back soon. You guys have a good week.